you're about to listen to the profound word of God, ministered by Ty Adeshigma, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. Without a doubt, this will be a life-transforming experience as you acquaint yourself with the word of God and develop a rich and rewarding relationship with Him. This message will certainly shape your life, fulfill your dreams, and guarantee your success. A time to embrace, a time to turn away, a time to search, a time to quit searching, a time to keep, a time to throw away, a time to tear, a time to mend, a time to be quiet, a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. But for everything, there is a season and a time for every activity under the heavens. I started last week about speaking about the phases of purpose, right? Deeds for a great future. And, this, and I spoke about that in my introduction that God has made it such that our lives are in seasons and times. And our greatest prayer is that we do not miss God's seasons or time for our lives. And I said that hence at every point of our lives or season there is a purpose for that season. Every season you enter into, there is a purpose for that season. Uh, and I talk about the seasons of our lives. It's very funny how God uses the spring, the summer, the fall, the winter, and maps it to our lives to reveal so much truth in it. I spoke about the spring. Spring signifies what is new in your life and what is being birthed. I said summer is the time between sowing and what and reaping. You pluck weeds, you water your plants in the summer of your life. So you take things out and then you start to put things in. I spoke about fall. I said in fall, you reap. The things that you started in spring are coming to an end. You rejoice in the things that are ended well and you learn from those that did not end well. I spoke about the winter. That in, in this season, you bring in the lessons from the earlier seasons and then you use it to plan how to move forward. And then I went on to speak about what kind of seasons are you in your life and how can that affect your approach to life. And I spoke about two seasons of life that you need to understand. One was the learning season, the 0 to 25. I said that the, the brain of a human being, it depends on how quickly it grows, but technically speaking and based on um, very good psychiatrists and psychologists say that the rational part of a teenager's brain is not fully developed and won't be fully developed until the age of 25. And I did say that the role of a parent is to create a safe and a secure environment to secure that children grow and mature in that season because it will set them up for the next season they're going into. And if you miss that learning period, it will be a bit of a problem. I remember that someone once told my wife and myself about our daughter when we started to deal with her daughter and uh, uh, we moved her into a, a, a better school and they said to us, they, they said they will have to step her down a bit of a, a class and we went all shouting and all screaming and they said if she misses that slight, that bit, that area, it would develop any other thing, it will affect every other thing that she does. Taking a step back to take two steps forward is better than taking a step forward and then taking two steps backwards and so you've got to really understand that period 
And as I was contemplating about that, you can understand that every time you, 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 you uh, and I've got a teenager in my house right now, I mean, not, not my son, I've got someone that I'm taking care of right now, and boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, do they not think they know everything? They know everything, they know everything. And, and, and they take steps in that area, but all they're doing is that they're using their emotional path, their amygdala, to make decisions. You understand? Instead of the prefrontal cortex, cortex which grows as, which is the, which grows as you age, and by the age of 25, it is fully developed to make rational and long-term decisions. So you need to be careful. My advice to everyone in between the 0 to 25 is that be careful what decisions you make, because you may think you're making the right decision, but you're making emotional decisions. I'm going to use an example for this. Diana, princess of Wales, she married at the age of 20 to Charles, who was 32. It was, looked, it was a big mismatch because at that point in time, the troubles and the traumas and the stuff she went through was because of that emotional part of her that was being thrown all over the place. In fact, she, started to get, she got engaged at the age of probably 18 or something like that. And you can see, how do you throw somebody into a whirlwind, into that kind of limelight at that particular time, uh, age? And you could see that 17 years later, they divorced. And so we need to be careful of what we do because it is during that period that certain events occur in our lives. Uh, 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 traumatic events can distort every single thing of our lives. Like you find if you, if you, if you go through divorce, if you go through rape, if you go through all that kind of stuff, it starts to affect the way you move forward. Then I went into what is called the maturing season because it's important. I don't repeat myself. This is what I call the summer period. This is a maturing and a learning season. This is a place where I use the example of Joseph where he made decisions at the age of 30. This is from the age of 26 to the age of 40. It's called the summer season. This is the place where you're supposed to make decisions of your career. Decisions of who you marry. Joseph got married during this season of his life. You pay your dues during this season. This is the season of commitment. This is the season of sacrifice. This is the season of where you take out the weeds of the things that may affect your life. This is the season where you have value-driven decision-making and not emotional ones. This is where you have a network of good advisors around you. And if you don't have those network of good advisors, it will affect you for the next season you're going into. This is a year at this stage where you should stop cheating and stop Wasting time and money. If you're married, stick with who you're married to. Because every single thing you do is going to have an effect. We saw that Joseph was faithful to his wife. We saw Joseph assigned to have children during that period. And if you miss that period, you are going to be in serious trouble. Many men that want to make things get things sorted out before they get married. The same decision you will make at 26 is what you will make at 36. Trust me. And we need to be careful. And this is what I want to say between the age of 20, 26 to 40. Just think about a 40-year-old guy who's trying to act like he's 22. Or the 25-year-old guy who hasn't taken responsibility for himself and his own future. And you can see why embracing each season and transitioning well is crucial. So you see a 40-40-year-old guy that is still sitting on and um, playing uh, computer games all over the place while he's 40 and supposed to be able to make some certain decisions. Or you give a 40-year-old guy 25 pounds, 30 pounds, 100 pounds, 200 pounds and the only thing he's thinking about is he wants to buy, buy some games. 
Can you understand how the, the, the whole the whole scenario and the whole system is 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 what it's you 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 need to learn what you need to do at a particular season because many people are out of season. Okay, let me go to what I call the productive season. It's not all about the young ones. Come on, this productive season is from the age of what forty-one to what. 65. Genesis chapter 47 verse 23 to 24. How many people are from the age of 40? Don't lie. If you are between 41 and 65, just wave at me. 41 and... Uh, 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 yes. If you are not between that age, just wave at me. Just wave if you are not. Yeah, okay. So, all of you are going to listen to this. It will help you. Don't think this is not for you. Listen. Because when you, if you set yourself right and you know what you are getting into, you will prepare for it. Now, Genesis 27, 23 to 24 says, Then Joseph said to the people, Indeed, I have bought you and your land this day for Pharaoh. Look, here is seed for you, and you shall sow the land. And it came to pass in the harvest that you should give one-fifth to Pharaoh. Four-fifths shall be your own as seed for the field and for your food, for those of your households, and as food for your little ones. In four, you reap. This is the most productive seasons of one's life. And in case of Joseph, Joseph entered his most productive period during this season. Follow me carefully. Joseph came into full prominence between the age of 40 and 44. And ruled over Egypt for periods well beyond his productive years. This is the season. <laughs> Remember, we're coming from summer. We're coming from spring, summer, and we're in the fall. Meaning, when I talk about this productive season, the reason why I'm speaking to the young ones also is if you don't follow these seasons, when you enter into your productive season, it will be unproductive. Because what you fail to do in your spring and in your summer will become catastrophic in your productive season, in your fall. Uh, the, 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 this is the season of success. This is the season of significance. Accompanied by prominence. Our productive years are the years to establish one's calling and grace that God has given to us. <laughs> Listen to me. The average age of millionaires in the United States is 62 years. The average age of CEOs of S&P 500 companies is 55 years. By 41... You should be taking on some parental responsibilities even for your own parents. Ah, and this place went so quiet. At 41, it is very bad for your parents to still sponsor you. At 41, you're supposed to have done quite a lot in your life that you're able to give back 
to your relatives and to the generation that is above you because the generation that is below you, you are even far from them. You are more advanced. And that's the reason that between the age of 41 and 65, career satisfaction focuses, listen, more on the inner satisfaction and contentedness and less ambition and the desire to advance. Even so, career changes can even occur during that period. If you don't know where you're going at 41, it is because you have truncated your earlier years. At 41, you're supposed to take up two dual parental responsibilities. The ones that are above you and the ones that are below you. Mm, see these young ones. You can see their faces like thunder. Because they live in a selfish generation. Hey, what about me? How did you get to 41? And I'm preparing you. Because sometimes, many of us reach into, get into a place where our parents or our parents can't do anything. Maybe there's sickness, maybe there's disease, maybe there's a, uh, assignments, maybe there's, there's different kinds of stuff. And then we are falling apart because we didn't prepare that there may be a time like Joseph Kapodoshata, who, when he reached that age, he was able to call on his father and his, uh, his, uh, stepmother and his brothers and say, come over to me, I can take care of you. I told you I would give you scriptures. And at this particular stage where people miss it, you understand? They're going to kill this, this kind of idea is going to be right. Where many of us miss it is, it is at this age that we're now saying to our wives and to our husbands, I need to sort myself out. You're supposed to sort yourself out before you get there. This is where men abdicate their responsibilities. And I'm going to go so bad that some people are going to really be angry with me. This is when some men, men, is some men, say I'm going back home. To do what? I'm going back home. Which home? Is that home or is this home? And they leave. And they go there. And they don't do much things than to sleep and drink with other women. Because they have no identity at that age. They're trying to do what they're supposed to have done between 26 and 40. And it totally destroys the home. And sometimes they're so frustrated because if you go back to my sermon, they started having children late. And they see the children as a prison for them not to advance in their areas of life because they're still paying school fees. They need to still take care of these young children. The children are below 10 years or just above 10 years. And that is the time you want to educate and do your own thing. And I'm speaking to the men because it is most common in that area. And I'm speaking to the young ones so that you can sort yourself out and be so established. That as you enter into that year, you're supposed to be going up the ladder, not stagnant and not going down. If you don't have a stable career before that time, you will soon, sooner or later destroy an entire generation coming behind you. In view of this, trying to attain certain things during one's maturing year may be premature 
and may lead to certain consequences. Pastor, what do you mean by that? It means divorce, emotional neglect of children, not having the right network for the next stages of one life can truncate your 41 to 65. Let me explain what I mean by this. It means many people are trying to do what they're supposed to do between 41 and 65. They're doing it between 26 and 40. Let me explain this. The reason why there's so much divorce and so much issues is because what you're supposed to do between 26 and 40, you're now trying to do between 41 and 65 and vice versa. Meaning, by the time you hit 41 and 65, you now want to do what you're supposed You now want to go back to your summer period. Are you following what I'm saying? Uh, I, I'm, your, I, 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 I'm in a midlife crisis. There's nothing called midlife crisis for a child of God. Which mid, which life, which crisis? And the, the guy 26 to 40 that's supposed to be sowing seeds, that's supposed to be weeding, that's supposed to be working hard, now wants to enter into the 40s uh, 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 and start to say, okay, I've now arrived. Meaning that the woman who helped you or the man that helped you up to that certain state is no more relevant for your next season. Without knowing that you're going to destroy a generation. 41, let me go further on. 41 to 65 are the most important periods of investing in your body. The body may slow down and the middle age may become more sensitive to diet. Substance abuse. <laughs> Just imagine, at 41, you're killing yourself. You should have done that. Don't do it. <laughs> in your earlier years, you don't want to do it now. I see some 41 year olds, 50 year olds, wearing trousers down here and walking around. I'm above. You, you, that age is gone, man. Don't you have anything else to do? You see some women at that age trying to bleach. Yeah, woman. Can you find that there's a lack of content? A lack of contentment. What are you trying to do? You don't want to go on the catwalk. It's gone. Did you hear what I just said? It's what? Enjoy where you are. Invest in your body. Take care of your body. This is a period of the menopausal period in women. And if care is not taken, chronic health problems can become an issue along with disability or diseases. Let me talk about the challenges of 41 to 65 of both sexes. Women, for example. Too often, society has, an, has erroneously determined that menopause inevitably means the end of female sexuality. Now, this is where we're coming to married couples. Because you're in your menopause. And this is married couples. This goes from zero all the way up. Listen carefully. So that before you get married, as I said, realize what you're going into. <laughs> However, while, you see, while menopause gives rise to uncomfortable symptoms... Such as hot fla fla flashes. Am I right? Flushes. 
It doesn't, it doesn't happen to me, so sorry if I got it wrong. Headache, irritability, dizziness, and swelling in the parts of the body. Post-menopausal women frequently report there are no children in church. If they are, then you came late. It's not my problem. Most children, most, <laughs> most menopausal women frequently report improved sexual enjoyment and desire. Perhaps because they no longer worry about menstruation and pregnancy. I need some men to start to say hallelujah. We will take care of you during that period. But what? There's no way medically that sex shuts down. It is a lie. You're just lazy. Don't kill your life based on one incident. There's, there's one period. It's going to come. It's going to come. There's nothing we can do. That's how the body is. Prepare for it. Enjoy it while it's there. Fight through it. Get medical advice. But don't kill your entire home. Because we're living longer than we used to. Let's talk about men. During the Middle Ages, men are faced with the realization that they are no longer 20 years old. That weight that you're carrying... Eh, that thing, if I go out to these, where these guys go and exercise, I know my limits. You're no longer 20 years old. It is a, one of those issues that I've had to battle with. I'm no more the pastor when I started at 35. I walked in this morning with the leaders and I said, this flu is not, is not shifting. They all with the chorus said, you're not resting. So I looked to some other person to get sympathy from them. And she said, I'm not getting involved in this. But the truth of the matter is, I really have to start to say to yourself, you can't operate the way you used to operate in your spring and in your summer. You are in at a different level. I maintain myself. I try to do things. I do exercise. I do invest in my body. But I can't throw my body around the same way I used to. Neither can you. At this age, you're not going to accomplish all that you wanted in life. Sometimes they may also feel less sexually attractive and appealing. Some women didn't know that. Like when some men get to that stage, they sometimes feel less sexually attractive and appealing. And that's the reason why they cheat. You know why they cheat? They flirt. You know why they flirt? They just want to know if they're still marketable. And I say, he who window shops will what? Buy. Why you're 41 to 65, you're 55, you're still trying to find if you're marketable. You're marketable depending on your worth. Not in one short girl in skirts who wants to take your money and destroy you. Are you hearing me, all the men? And there was no response at all. And sometimes they feel less sexually attractive and appealing, as they discover that seemingly overnight, they have gained some extra weight around the waist. And they are balding. And they're feeling less energetic than they used to. Those are the challenges. They feel less. They, they suddenly find, no matter how much oil they put on their hair, the hair is saying, I am going, I am going, I am going, I am going, I am going. The joy right now is that being bald is in vogue. 
Rejoice and embrace it. I've done everything. He still says, no! The pattern is disappearing no matter how much I put it in there. Right now, just relax. And because, listen, and I realize this, because of society's emphasis on youthfulness and physical appearance, middle-aged men and women may sometimes suffer from diminished self-esteem. Women, for instance, experience the double standard of aging. A man can be 65 with silver fox hair and can still be on TV. A woman can be 65 and they say she's too old, she doesn't appeal to that generation. Men are green and they are perceived as distinguished, matured and sexy. Richard Gere and all those kind of stuff. They, they appear like that. They are Arnold, you know. They appear like that, you know. Well, uh, <laughs> while, while the women, while they are green, they are not they're fighting against the grey. They are putting different kinds of dyes in there. And they're perceived and being viewed as over the hill or past their, uh, their prime. This double standard, coupled with actual physical changes and decline, does not help middle-aged adults avoid the middle-life crisis. None, listen to me, none of the biological declines of middle and late adulthood needs to be an obstacle to enjoying all aspects of life. It is an acceptance. I've got white hair, bless the almighty God. I fought white hair for a long time. I used to shave everything so I can look youthful. Until some people started to disrespect me. So I grew it as long. In fact, it's going down here, if possible. I'm joking. I didn't realize that sometimes it brings respect. When my dad is traveling from Nigeria down here, I tell him, don't cut your hair. Let that white thing come up. Because everybody will start to help you. And they do. And when he comes here, I put those shavings in. Shh, everything off. When you're going, it will go again. They will help you. Once you get into the plane, put your luggage down, look around. In two seconds, somebody will help you and put it up there. If everything is shaven, they'll think, mm, they will they'll first overlook you because they feel it's fashion. Mm -hmm. The major danger, listen to this, of this season is midlife crisis, which could be an escape. Midlife crisis. Midlife crisis is not a reality in the sense of how we portray it. Sometimes people use it as an escape to numb the mistakes of the past and, 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 and a futile attempt to relieve the past. So many people come and break their homes, say, I'm, I'm, they're, going, they're going through a midlife crisis. Oh, I, 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 I now want to be a biker. My twin brother did that. God bless him. He was fine. When his wife was complaining, I said, which one do you want? Uh, a bike? <laughs> or a Nike? Outside. Nike, in African language, is different. <laughs> Some of you will not get that until tomorrow. It still spells N-I-K-E. But there's a bike which you can marry to or you want him to have a... A, a Nikki. 
uh, outside. I said, just leave the guy. We let him get out of his system. It's good he's doing it in-house. But most of the time, many of us are leaving our homes and our families. We're getting depressed because we feel that we now want to achieve what we should have done. And let me say this. You have children. Yes. Maybe during your, those productive years, you are taking care of your children. You now hit age 41 plus and above. During that period, 41 to 65, the children have gone. Don't try to be depressed like, if not for the children, I know I would have been in my career. No, you, you had two choices. You could have managed both together. And if you couldn't have managed both together, you have still given birth to a generation that will be productive. And you who are children, don't look down on your parents and mom. You don't understand. You don't, you, you don't, you, you don't understand. Uh, 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 you, 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 you were not exposed to this. They were not exposed to it because they were taking care of your good behind. And if you throw stones at your parents, stones are coming back. Are you following what I'm saying? But at that age, you should just relax and start to move into whatever is productive. Now let me give you some of those major things you need to, need to do. This is the period of will lighting. Light your will. Light your will. Start to think about estates and trust. Don't start to prophesy. Don't you live longer? He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will serve the Lord in my and I know, but God still gave us wisdom to do some certain things. Write a will. Look at your estate planning. Analyze where you are. Life insurance. Get a life insurance. Just in case you can't walk anymore, you've got critical and life insurance that can take you for the rest of your life. Look into your pensions. At that point in time, you're even late. Think about it. Find a good pension uh, advisor or financial advisor and ask, how much am I living on now? How much do I need to put in my pension pot to live later on? Because, check out, how old is your, are your parents? My dad is 83, 84, 85. My wife will know, I don't know. But, 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 but that means I've got 30 more years to even catch up to where he is. He hasn't worked since 1994. Think about that. And all of us may fall into that. Think about your parents. And see how some of them might be struggling in their latter years. And don't make the same mistakes. Get a pension that can last you. Stop spending money frivolously all over the place. Oh, this is a diversion. This, 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 uh, I, 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 let me talk to my young homies right now. Uh, let, let, let me talk to you guys. Can I say this clearly? Because I spoke to one of my sons during this week and I just felt within myself I need to share this with you. Guys, can I beg you? There's a difference between talent and careers. This, this is really important. I, I'm going to use the artist's for example, and so let me use those who are singers, for example. You understand? You need to ask God three questions. Number one, this singing gift God gave me, is it for the body of Christ? Or is it for my career? You've got to ask that question. Because many of you are chasing after what God didn't give you the gift for.
if it's for the body of Christ, don't worry about money. He will provide for all your needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. You've got to ask the question. Number two, this talent and gifting that God gave to me, is it a major career or is it another multiple stream of income? Because many of you are failing because you are living in the now. So God may give me a career, I, I, I may be able to sing, but at the same time, I can walk and that singing, that playing the equipment, the instruments, that stuff, that gigging all over the place, and as I was saying to someone, even if you get 400 pounds, 500 pounds, 600 pounds a month, do you understand? In 10 months, 600 pounds is 6,000 pounds. Apart, am I right? Apart from your daily work, if you put 6,000 pounds aside every single month, you will set yourself up for a great future. Or you even invest it as my wife was preaching on Wednesday. But many people now make that 600 pounds their main source of income without realizing that God gave you a, 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 an additional gift and you're supposed to be grateful for it because in the Garden of Eden, there were multiple streams that were coming and you're fixated on just one. No pension, no stuff. You hit the age of 40, you're no more relevant. They don't want to hear your songs anymore. If you have an opportunity to back someone, if you have an opportunity to be there, remember all of this have a lifespan. Come on guys, we really got to understand this. Your influencer, influencing, influence, influence. It's only for a short period of time. You're even living their life, not your life. You're living their life. You have 27, 37, 1 million people. Your everyday life is no more yours. You realize that every single day you wake up is every single day you are away from who you really are. Because you are playing to the audience. How long is that going to last? And even we're so, sometimes we're so foolish that we don't realize that even those who are playing that game in the world, their whole life is not on Instagram. They're using you to invest in where they can sit easy. They're buying properties off your likes. Are you following what I'm saying? Therefore, it's very difficult for them to now transition into the next season. And here you are in your next 41 to 65. There's nothing set in motion. This is the time where you finish paying your mortgage. You cannot continue to have a mortgage past 65. This is pastor's advice. Yes, I know you're going to go out and you're going to refute everything you said. God help you. God bless you. God be with you. Cause his face to shine upon you. I am telling you that I do not want to have a mortgage at 65. I am telling you because my neighbor across the road has another property in Spain. He smiles at me in winter one day and then he disappears. <laughs> One of my friends was discussing with his neighbor and saying they've increased the interest rate. He says, interest rate. Says, what do you mean they increased the interest rate? He says, oh, no, I'm talking about some business. He realized that the guy doesn't have a mortgage. <laughs> you, 
you, you, you know, the greatest thing about my parents and where they live is they don't normally have mortgages. They pay it because when you have a roof over your head, 60-70% in my own opinion has been sorted. No one's going to kick you out. All you need is just pay bills. And bills is relative. Shut down all the, uh, the stuff in the house and uh, get a lodger in and get uh, additional income. But you need to start to set yourself up. Even if you're living in your parents, as I said, it's over and over and over and over and over and over and over. You can still buy property and rent it out. And set it up for your future. But at this age in your life, you're supposed to be able to start to have paid off your mortgage. Accelerate it. There was one year, I'm going to be honest. There was one year, I said to my wife, we're going to have to start paying off this mortgage. It was interest only. All this is coming to an end. And there was where I said, every single extra dime that comes into the house, we're going to save it. I opened a special bank account. I started putting money in there. I started putting money in there. I started putting money. As money comes, every single month, I didn't realize that a hundred pounds can be left after all expenses. I put it in there. Birthday money, I put it in there. When they give me birthday money, I steal it and I put it in there. <laughs> Everything is going in there. I can remember. One year, I finished, I had 10,000 pounds. I must tell you, I went to put 10,000 pounds into it. Lucy was the one at the till. I'm sure she would where did this pastor get the money? I failed! Injured myself doing it. She was there. And I was smiling. It was towards the mortgage because my mortgage was in some time there then. Bringing it down. Can you just imagine? Here you are. You're still enjoying, gallivanting all over the place at 41 to 65. And your mortgage is on interest only. And you're smiling. And some of you are expecting your, your children to bail you out. I hope you will listen to what I'm saying. And the key questions you have to ask yourself is, have I achieved everything I wanted? Oh, this is, oh. I'm going to finish this. Sit down. Have you, do you want a break? Do you want some water? Because I'm going to sit down for a while here. Have I achieved everything I wanted? Do I have, I, I, have I fulfilled my dreams? Are my accomplishments fulfilling? Can my mistakes be redeemed? Because after this, it takes us into the last season, which I call the winter season. This season is called the legacy season. Number one, all men in this house must pick up the last men's meeting we had where we spoke about legacy. Go and download it. This is what I call the legacy season between 66 and kaput. Mean death. <laughs> so let me read Ecclesiastes chapter 2 verse 18 to 22 quickly. I, you see what it says? I hated all the things I toiled for under the sun because I must leave them to the one who comes after me. And who knows whether that person will be wise or foolish. Yet, they will have control over all the fruit of my toil into which I have poured my effort and skill under the sun. This too is meaningless. So, so my heart begins to despair over all my toilsome labor under the sun. For a person may labor with wisdom, knowledge, and skill, and then they must leave all they own to another who has not toiled for it. This too is meaningless and a great misfortune. So let me quickly go to this age. This is a season of succession planning. 
It is a season of leaving one's work to the right people and building a body of work that will benefit well after one has departed. Are you hearing me? Do I have any 61, 66 to wherever? Any 66, above 66? No, above 66. Oh, no, if you're 66, lift your hand. Mom, lift your hand. We're proud of you. In fact, I should be allow you to sit in front here today. Ah, yes. Okay, so this. And if you're not there, start thinking. Because this is a season where you're going to have to start to say, am I leaving these things to the right people? They will not be the right people if you haven't dealt with them in their spring and summer. At this stage, let me give you some ideas. Don't neglect your estate planning. However, it is important to make sure that all your affairs are in order. So when the inevitable happens, your family will not be weighed down with decisions. Some of you, if you can get some of you, and all of you can't do it from now. I know in, if you say this in church, it goes against every single thing, but I will say it anyway and then run. Even your burial, even if you put five pounds per month, it will take care of your burial when you die. Where you don't put the major burden on those who are coming behind you. You don't have a will, they will fight. The children will fight. Your legacy will be tainted. If you do not make certain decisions right now. This is the decision where you start to hand over control. My financial advisor says this is the decision where you start gifting your children money. I'm not sure if I will be sued or something like this. But I'm going to say this. Even when they... No, how would I? It was in the public domain. David Cameron. Even when they tried to probe him. It was very clear that his father had gifted him money before he died and it takes seven years after that you can you'll be taxed in between the seven years but seven years after that it's free it's tax free are you following what i'm saying so this is the time you're supposed to be gifting them so that they do not oh god so that they do not they do not tax your entire estate are you following what i'm saying and i'm doing this because somebody can pick the cd and give to other people this is the handover season to the next generation. The next generation must begin to take some certain controls. Which aids learning and maturity. And many people, can I say this? Many of you are hoarding. And you don't tell your children what is happening. And some fool out there will knock on your door. And take your entire money because you are secretive. You've not handed over. Have you not seen people who are at the age of 70, 80 that they've ruined their life because they, they, they use their property to get some money to live in and, and they didn't realize that the interest was so high that those who they did it and they thought they had their interest now comes to take the property. First rule in any negotiation is that the other person is not your family. When they say they're doing you a favor, it is a lie. There's no favors without money. So at this season, you need to be careful. Letters start coming through the door. You start filling one letters, and the letters start to bombard you. It's a time of handover. Those who have lived the season of this manhood well are now marked by composure. 
You get into that stage of composure, that maturity, that insight. Young men should not see you as their competition, but as their champion. Young women should not see you as their competition, but their champion. Which gives tremendous access to you being a mentor for the next generation. I'm about to close. Matthew 8, 28, 16 to 20. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the end of the age. Jesus committed his church to his disciples, and they succeeded after him. The church is Jesus' legacy for all generations after his return. And if Jesus could do that, so should you. Let me say this again. Mom and dads, this is the age of retirement. I am begging you, in the name of Jesus, stop walking. Please, or do something that's not stressful. Go into semi-retirement. How would you walk till you die? You, I've seen people who have walked, retired yesterday and died today. That's why the, 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 the preacher said this is meaningless and a frustration of spirit. You need to be able to sort yourself out earlier so you can enjoy your latter years. There will be serious difficulties if someone holds a position of formal authority beyond the age of 65 and 70. This is an ideal world. If he does so, he is out of face of his own generation and is in conflict with the generation in middle adulthood who need to assume greater responsibility. The greatest danger, listen to me, of this season Especially for a man is to buy the lie that he can no more contribute any longer. The major opportunity of this season is to take advantage of your flexibility and to be a blessing to those who are around you. Countless other people have contributed their wisdom as elders in a variety of counseling, educative, supporting roles in family and community. If, if, if the head of Microsoft can leave Microsoft at a certain age and continue to go and do some philanthropy work and yesterday or two days ago he was, no, he was rated as the most richest because Amazon dropped due to divorce this is years more than 10, 15, 20 years I don't know after, after he had left Microsoft he's still the richest man you know why? because he was able to pass it over to the next generation this is a season you're supposed to be flexible. Some of the greatest, listen to me, don't let anyone tell you that you're past your age because some of the greatest intellectual and artistic work have been produced by men and women in their 60s, their 70s, even their 80s. Example, Picasso, Frank Lloyd Wright, Feud, Michelangelo. And if you don't know any one of them, Colonel Sanders, you will know that Kentucky Fried Chicken. At 62, he started KFC 12 years later in 1964 when he was 73 years old. He sold 
it for $2 million, which is $16.2 million today. In 12 years of just him being retired, finding this recipe, sending it out. He less than walked 12 years after that. 73, he sold it. He lived till 90. According to the Office of National Statistics, there are now over 400,000 people, age 65 plus, that are self-employed, are running their own business. All manner of business are run by those over 65, and dressmakers, photographers, IT consultants. The things you couldn't do, you can do now. So let me give you five things that people will tell you to do that you shouldn't do. Number one, don't downsize your home when you retire, if you don't want to. It's tempting to sell your home and move to smaller digs, especially if you need cash and, cash and have equity in your home. However, you may want to hit the pause button on this, especially if your payments are low or if you have paid off your mortgage. You need to get good advice. Don't just quickly downsize. My wife was saying, you know, after a while we're going to downsize in the house. I said, for where? I love space. Where am I downsize? I'm going to upsize, not downsize. Ah, the next property I want to buy, there has to be a swimming pool there. Don't backslide because I said that. <laughs> Why would I downsize? If I paid off the mortgage, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm not going to give it to anyone without me enjoying it first. Enjoy it. Now I'm not because I'm paying the mortgage. It's when I finish that I want to sit down in my sitting room and say, hey, hey, thank you, Jesus. Don't quickly do that. Number two, travel. <laughs> Travel. Go on cruises. Enjoy your money. What did I say? Travel. What are you doing here during winter? Travel. Enjoy the rest of your life. Learn a new skill. Men or women, go and play golf. Enjoy something. Number three, don't neglect your appearance. Could you see mom? Mom? Can you stand up for a second? See, see beauty in action. Some of them. Can you see beauty now? Thank you. Some are not even half your age. They faded. Because they're doing those. Okay. The reason why you faded is you're not asking for wisdom from those who have gone beyond you. You're asking for shortcuts from your, from, from your, your age mates who are popping pills. That itself has a problem. So mom, don't neglect your appearance. I just want to put that there. Don't let loneliness creep into your life. Open your doors wide open. Retirement means you have more time for your grandchildren. You have more fun. You have more joy. You have more time for your grandchildren. 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 Means drop and pick. That's what it says. Not drop and leave. I'm taking care of you. Take care of yours. Drop and make sure you're on the phone. Because when they are stressing me out, I just want to give one phone call. Come and pick them up. This is the time even I'm praying to God that, you, that people who now become grandparents are funding their grandchildren's education. I see them in schools. It's a time where you can walk around, enjoy the rest of your life. 
You become their mentor. You become their teacher. You become their family historian. You become their counselor. You become something they lean on. It is a succession time. This is not the time where you're supposed to be walking and slaving all over the place. May God deliver us from that kind of mindset. Now let me conclude and stop here. I do understand that not everybody will neatly fit into this because of mistakes. Jesus controls the faces of purpose as such. Not everyone will fit directly into this distinct median seasons. Let me give you an example. Abraham had Isaac at 100 years. Jacob married at over 47 years. Moses' productive year commenced at 80 years. So there are exceptions. What I need to say is that don't make the exceptions the rule. There can be times that there's a delay. Delay in getting married, delay in sorting yourself out, but delay does not mean what? Denial. However, there is no, 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 no excuse to be complacent. There are faces to our purpose that coincide with the seasons of our life. If we navigate through them seamlessly, life can be colorful, but it can also be gray if we do not navigate through it rightly. I pray that you will not experience delay. But the truth of the matter is, there can be exceptions. There can be exceptions. But you need to be aware that if you are not in the exception period, follow these teachings. If you have gone beyond some certain seasons, you can get it back by mercy and grace, but just be content with where you are and walk with what you have right now. I may, not, I may not be able to have a very large pension pot, but at least I can try. A little is better than nothing. I can try clearing my debt. I can try doing some stuff in there. I, if I, if I, if I, don't, don't shoot me. Even if I look at my life, my life is past some certain age. I'm still wearing up children. I'm still taking up children in my 52, 53 years of age. However, it is easier because of the things that I have put in place before. Is everyone hearing what I'm saying? But so please don't waste away your life. It is hurting me. It's destroying even me. When I see how people are wasting their lives. Instagram is not going to help you. Facebook is not going to help you. You're just making them more money. All you want to do is to get likes and likes and likes and likes. I post things on there too. But, but I post things because I'm past the era of where I have to impress you. To I post it because I post it. And many of you are fixated on getting affirmation from outside and you're losing where you are. Enjoy what you have. You can pay yourself to enjoy yourself, but don't make sure that you're not doing it at the expense of destroying your next season. And I pray that God will help all of us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Next week, I'm going to open this all up to questions and answers. I will preach just a little bit. We'll have Slido. Going up, and if you have any questions, just go into the app, throw the questions, and I'll be asking the, answering the questions. And then as we walk into the following week, we'll have a property seminar on Sunday, first service and second service. I don't know which church is doing this, but I hope every church will wake up to this. 
Can I close by saying this? I walked into my barber's, Muslim guy, on Friday. My son was there. I need to share this testimony. He walks in, he says, Pastor, 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 Pastor. My wife wants us to go to Colchester, but it's on a Saturday, my most busiest period. Says, I'll be losing money. I said, no, you won't lose money. I said, because money doesn't answer every single thing beyond the sun. Under the sun, yes. But above that, it's when money can't answer things that the things you set in motion starts to answer on your behalf. So once in a while, you can leave this. Because if you fall sick, the people you run away from is the people who are going to run to you. And then he started to tell me how just cutting my hair and one or two other have totally changed his life. He says, he hasn't been to my church, but he always knows he has an appointment with me. Most weeks. To the extent that he even asks my wife when she takes her there and gets my wife to call his wife. And his wife is Spanish. And he said one thing that shocked me. He said, the thing about the church is that many people may disdain pastors and all that. But when he was growing up, his mom was a Muslim, sometimes sneaking into the church. Because it's only the church that will say, you can make it. He says, they will start with, this is your year of restoration. He said, even if you don't believe it, the fact that you're hearing it every single time, you will say to yourself, I can, ah, I can be restored. I can, I can turn my mistakes around. He says, this is, he, he only heard that in the church. He says, and gradually, he comes from Nigeria. He says, gradually, you could see, they started to see how the Christians started to prosper. The ones that think they can't buy a house, buy, start to buy properties. The ones that think they can't go to school, start to go to school. The ones that think they can't do this, uh, start to do this. And this is what the church is all about. Trying to give you hope that you can do it. If I ask many of you who have bought their property, if you, if you were not in this church, would you have bought your property? You will find out the answer will be different. Are you following what I'm saying? So I'm asking you and I'm begging you, don't think this is boring. Don't think this is irrelevant. And don't be too spiritual not to understand when spiritual things are coming out. This will change and, 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 and revolutionize your life. Don't forget these messages. Go and do justice. Sit down with your husband. Sit down with your wife. Sit down with yourself. Write things down because he who doesn't write will not run with it. And make amends. That our latter years. Well, thank you, man. Thank you. That your latter years, that your latter years, that your latter years, in the name of Jesus, will not be a toy. You've been listening to Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. We hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.org.uk. Alternatively, call us on 020-7435-3939. You can find us at the Citadel, Worship Tabernacle, 131 St. John's Way, N19 3RQ, Archway, London. Thank you for listening.